Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. We're back. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Apollo. And I'm Jake. Still just Apollo? We're not going to add any last name? You're just going with Beyonce, the Beyonce route? Yeah, I'm. it's like Prince. Are you in witness protection? <laughs> we'll see soon. Not yet. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Zach. Hello. <laughs> We're just, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't, you, gotta, no. gotta, you don't got to do that. Hello. I'm just going to call you Hello from now on. Yeah, no. Uh, like Amish <laughs> farmer holler. So I've been gone a couple days. I, yeah, I welcome back. I brought COVID-19 back with me from Hawaii. That's fun. I took three tests. Two were negative. One was positive. So I don't know. Are we playing by schoolyard rock, paper, scissors rules? If that if that's the rules, then I'm negative. Um, or we can just say the test make, make it up. I don't know. Felt like completely crap. Complete crap the last two days. Um, felt like I had just done an entire week of just yard work, moving mulch and moving rocks. Anyone who's ever had to do that at their house, move move mulch or rocks from the front yard to the backyard, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> what it feels like <laughs> the next day. That felt, that's what the last two days have been for me, but I am on the mend. Get Hopped used to it, Max. That's, that's what the, the gulag is going to be like anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear that that is what the real gulag was like too in Siberia. Um, so... Glad to be back, and we have, um, I think we have a different, is, is this the title? Are we changing the title? Um, we're talking Oh, yeah, go ahead and throw the about, title in there. About all of the issues, because we've, we've been in the middle of a war over the future, for the future of our children, and I have two kids. You guys don't have kids yet, uh, but you are equally as invested in this, because the next generation coming up, you're going to have to live in this country, too, right? We've well, and the I'm the oldest of, of six, too. So, I mean, this is, like, yeah. very personal for me, too. We're in the middle of this war for the future of our kids. And when you look at what's going on in Virginia, Youngkin ran for office promising that he was going to scale back the things that we saw in Loudoun County, the ridiculousness of critical race theory, mask mandates. He's doing it. And like, like any other rabid dog that gets cornered, the left is lashing back out. So we're seeing that in... Pretty much everywhere, they realize that their goose is cooked. They realize that they are on borrowed time, and they're trying to get as much as they can across the finish line before they are quite literally ripped out of power. So there's good news and bad news. Good news is we are winning the fight. The bad news is that the left isn't going down without swinging. And that was a throw. To either of you to, to, oh, to I was gonna say okay, okay I was letting you have the stage you're back Sorry, here. I, was, I was crushing uh, the I was making sure the streams were all no good. I was I, I, my I was, apologies I was everyone gonna give you your, your floor to run but uh yeah I that was like the awkward first date with one three cannot, of us. <laughs> it was a very left date <laughs> one cannot say the same for our our, our uh, maple syrup loving uh, neighbors north of the border they're not in such a in such a situation they actually interesting way to introduce them did you see the the bill they just passed in grand uh, in grand ceremony, and the consequences of it? We did, and I know you have an image of it, but I think mine's a little bit more zoomed in. Sure, pull it so up. if we go to image nine, this in is Canada, B9? and let's or this is A nine. I think you changed it to A, um, A nine. If you if you go to that cut, listen, we're not a Canadian show. Obviously, we're an American show, but. The United States has been the biggest exporter of freedom around the world. We have brought representative government to more countries than any other empire in the history of the globe. Um, what we're seeing now is <laughs> communism is coming back. So we look at Commonwealth nations, Commonwealth countries like Canada, like Australia, to see what is on the horizon for us if we do not fight and we do not resist this tyranny. So the craziness in, in Canada, if we put that up, do we have that, that A9? Uh, I'm working on it. They're all GIFs. I just uh, sent it to you, uh, oh, the right one. Oh. 
Yeah, so it anyway, takes him a couple more seconds. It's, it's titled uh, Bill C4, if anyone wants to uh, dig into that and, and look on your own. Uh, House of Commons Bill 4, uh, Bill C4, is an act to amend the criminal code of uh, conversion therapy, all right? And uh, so when when you say conversion therapy, Max, what comes to mind? Well, uh, conversion therapy basically is, the way the left defines it, is if someone is gay and you try and convince them they're not gay, that's conversion therapy. So, it, I mean, they had camps for this. They had actual therapists for this. Um, that's been outlawed now in 24 states plus the District of Columbia in, di different, in different ways, shapes, or forms. Um, but that tends to be what conversion therapy, how, how they define it. Um, and there's the bill right here. So in Canada, conversion therapy means a practice, treatment, or service that's designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, change a person's gender identity to cisgender, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity, or what does that mean? repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. Basically, if someone is, if someone says they are gay or they are transgendered or they're anything other than a heterosexual man or woman, if you take any steps to convince them otherwise, to try and change their mind, that is now criminal in Canada. Right, and 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 the which degree in free. which the degree in which it, it it applies is, I think, what's really shocking about this. You know, in the historical context, conversion therapy was on par with, you know, lobotomies for uh, mental institutions. Right, you know. Uh, cruel, different levels, yeah. Cruel. Um, I mean, like, you know, the 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 ultimate. I mean, there was shock therapy for uh, yeah, the shock therapy. therapy. That's the ridiculousness. What what I don't put in that in that little basket of deplorables, for lack of a better term, would be like the the Christian camps where kids who are confused would go. Their parents would send them say, "Hey, learn about the Bible. Yeah. Learn about what your faith teaches you." That is in a different category, as far as I'm concerned, as shock therapy to literally electrocute the gay away uh, right yeah no, this <laughs> really <laughs> release <laughs> release my demons Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely but but it, it goes so so surface level as to even be uh in the punishments and consequences it's 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 like orwellian thought crime the punishment for instances you're a parent right and i'm your kid and i come to you and say hey dad i think i'm transgender and you say, oh, no, listen, here's some, you know, here's some books, here's some videos. Maybe uh, you're confused, you're hitting puberty, you know, you're seeing stuff on the news. Hey, you son, are your, are your teachers, are these, these people, like, you know, telling you this, this is cool? Have they been, you know, throwing you in drag time story order and reading you books about, you know, adults having sex with children? You like, because that, that's what this is really going to. It's like, this is the, yeah, this is the state-sponsored ideology. These are the beliefs that we, you know, ordain you are okay to, uh, to hold. And if you don't agree with them and you intervene in the life of your child as the parent, that is not okay because you are no longer the parent, the government. The state is your parent. Just so, like the state is God, this is like communist garbage. So, uh, party foul. Uh, so, in, in regards to uh, that situation I explained where I come to you as a kid, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, this is my thought process right now. Just the act alone of you... Uh, saying, hey, no, here's some books, here's some videotapes, you know, let's go talk to someone, is become a criminal offense now. And the punishments range from two years to five years in jail, and it's a felony. So you could face five years for uh, promoting it, and even simply advertising such services is two years in jail. Yeah, if we put it back up, put that image B9 up again, or A9, whichever it was, I think it was A9, um, what's really interesting about the way that they define it is conversion therapy. Oh, he ran out of the room. So there's he did no one for there a second. Two seconds, two seconds. He's heading on so, back. So <laughs> there's really no way. Interesting. Miss um, <laughs> <laughs> Reducer, if we put that image up again of the actual law, what's interesting about this is when they define conversion, it's a one-way street. It's taking someone who believes that they are gay or transgender and trying to convince them otherwise. There is nothing in this bill that that criminalizes the opposite. Right. If so the, the, what you school, just mentioned is crime straight to jail, but the, everything yeah. else is 
beautiful. Yeah, if, if someone is in school and a teacher says, "Hey, you are heterosexual, but I've noticed that you've you you've been really into theater." You've been really into uh, dance. <laughs> Have you ever thought maybe you, you might be gay? I mean, this is crazy, <laughs> but there are teachers who groom kids this way. I mean, there was just a story a couple of weeks ago of a uh, of a teacher. I forget what state it was in um, that was caught actually grooming kids by looking at their web search history, finding kids that were into theater, that were into dance, right? That, that were a little bit more flamboyant and trying to groom them into joining the after school gay straight alliance club which was just a way to try and uh open their eyes to maybe to convince them that they're maybe gay the craziness of this law is in that situation a teacher can groom a child to convince them that they are gay but another teacher cannot do the opposite and say hey you're you think you're gay have you ever thought maybe you are straight right and that's where they're these... only criminalized in one direction Yep. That's where these surveys come in, right? You know, we saw them in the United States. So you're handing out these surveys being like, you know, uh, what age did you have your first, you know, sexual encounter and, and, and so forth. Uh, but really what it's lining them up for is to have a cold, a cold, warm, hot lead list, right, of kids that are more vulnerable to manipulation or indoctrination, uh, yet they're insulated and protected from anyone trying to pull them away from that because now you're a felon if you do so, even if it's your own kids. Yeah. Mr. Producer, you pull that down. The only ultimate question, yeah, Mr. Producer, you can pull them down. Um, The question is who owns your kid? And I'm not talking own in terms of like slavery. Who has the power to decide what is best for your child? In my household, it's me and my wife. And if me and my wife disagree, I try and make it so it's me. <laughs> um, but me and my wife make decisions of what's best for our children. The, the way the left views it is they believe that the state should ultimately decide what is best for your child. And if you disagree, then you should be kept out of the process. We saw this with, with public schools actually sneakily vaccinating kids against their parents' wishes, against their parents' knowledge. And that is incredibly dangerous because the school doesn't know the kid's medical history. The school doesn't know the, the kid's family medical history. Um, they don't know what kind of side effects they're going to have. There's no doctor administering. Usually it's just the school nurse or, or some kind of EMT. They think they know what's best. And Lynn, Just on the face of it, I mean, how do you even pretend to justify that? Mr. Producer, we, we, have a, we have a good, uh, for a visual of this, the ceremonial uh, grandeur of uh, the passage of this law, which took this place last the, week. Okay, Do you have a, a cut a B2, please? So this is in uh, the House of Commons, very ceremonial. Everyone's wearing their fancy uh, frocks and, and, and red gowns <laughs> and uh, celebrating uh, the new civil rights uh, push, the new civil rights era. Uh, go, you, go for it. It is ordered that a message be sent to the House of Commons to acquaint the House that the Senate has passed this bill without amendment. With no notes, no objections, and no amendments, Canada's upper house has passed Bill C-4, making it illegal to force someone to go through conversion therapy, send a child out of Canada to undergo conversion therapy, promote or advertise conversion therapy, or profit off it. I yelled out loud, what is going on? Like, that was my first reaction because we were not expecting the same a repeat of what happened in the house to happen in the senate we were expecting to be a bit of a fight for jules sherrod it's the culmination of a lifelong fight he was forced to undergo conversion therapy at 17 when he was put into care conversion therapy is the pseudoscientific practice of trying to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity the practice is opposed by the American Psychiatric Association and classified as a type of torture by international bodies. I mean, it used to be like electrical shock therapy and, and um, aversion therapy and stuff like that in medical settings. The way that they did it af- after um, some of that, those techniques were basically made illegal. They switched it to presenting it as trauma therapy. Despite this, a survey from Vancouver's community-based research center found that one in five queer Canadian men polled have experienced efforts to change their sexual orientation or gender identity. It's only been the last couple of years that psychological, pediatric and psychological associations have said to stop teaching it and stop doing it, like two years, in the last two years. 
but despite that, it's still being taught. A previous version of the bill was criticized as lacking teeth by including an exemption allowing adults to consent to conversion therapy. The new version doesn't have that exemption. I was there because I wanted to do whatever I can to get the love of my dad again. My dad wasn't accepting uh, when I was growing up and um, I was scared and I hid in the closet and I turned to online, which I found it online. Matt Ashcroft was one of those consenting adults. As a young gay man, Ashcroft went to an American camp called Brothers Road, an experience he would never want to repeat. He says he's glad to see this iteration of the band doesn't leave that loophole. All we ever want to All right, do Mr. Producer, is to... So, so again, <laughs> like you said, uh, the first man, woman, I don't want to misidentify mm. Zezer. Uh, but uh, when you say, like, you know, uh, electrify the gay away, right? Uh, it's like, you know, this this somehow still had any re relevance in, uh, in society. But now it's just like, hey, dad, no, no, son, I can't answer you that. Or you won't see your dad for five years. It's amazing how far that they managed to stretch this. I was I was reading it and looking at it, and I was wondering, what about adults? Before they mentioned that in that club, what about adults who consciously say, "I don't want to be gay anymore," right? I wish I wasn't. Can, are they allowed to seek therapy? And they're not. Which so yeah, I was end. a little unclear. That's so you're not even allowed your own autonomy of doing so. Yes. So it's like once you decide you're gay. I mean, but then who decides you're gay? Right. I mean, like, right. You're, Imagine you're the border checkpoint. <laughs> Imagine the border checkpoint. What business do you have doing in America? Why do you want to leave? Yeah. Why are you coming you're not back? Allowed to travel internationally for the purpose of changing your gender identity. Like, what the hell is this? So, like, oh no. If you want to leave Canada and you want to go to another country and talk to them about, are you really gay or not? That's a crime. You could get back into Canada and be arrested for it. That, I mean, I'm sorry that guy has buyer's remorse. I'm sorry that that guy wanted to no longer be gay and went somewhere that he re regrets going to. But buyer's remorse shouldn't nullify the right of everyone else to make an adult decision. Right. You know, if if is... other adults want to go to that camp, they should be allowed to go to that camp. Do you know what this is going to create, so Max? It's 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 going to be as successful as Prohibition, right? Prohibition gave rise to Al Capone and all these gangsters and the underground booze market, right? And all the crime that came with it. They're just going to go underground. You know, they're going to be underground speakeasies of gay conversion therapy. And, and that's going to be the solution. I mean, we'll be sneaking across the border gay? trying to get into these speakeasies. What happens if you're a psychiatrist and someone walks in the door and they have like real gender dysphoria do you just run away this is what happens how do you ready? respond to that oh hi nice to meet you <laughs> goodbye goodbye gender fed. dysphoria is is still <laughs> yeah fed fed gender dysphoria is still listed in the dsm they say that most transgender don't fall under that but that is like a severe um inability to like to <laughs> they're fence sitters quite literally they don't know where they're supposed to be and, it, and it's actually crippling how do you treat gender dysphoria in canada now i don't know how you could because even if even if you're just a psychiatrist and they're sitting on the couch and you're there with your little notes if they're like oh well when i was when i was young i had a really bad experience with your father with my father how do you respond to that if you respond in any way that could be that's normal no it's normal please i don't gay. want to be a felon <laughs> yeah i i wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole nope so like we're just not they're not going to treat gender dysphoria anymore but who decides? Who gets to decide if you're gay? If you if you say you're gay when you're a teenager and you decide as an adult you don't think you're gay, you'd rather not. Well, it's probably gay. that house, you're, same house. You're of not comments. allowed to seek help. Well, and like, and it's it's. I mean, we're obviously not going to see it. At least not. I don't think anytime soon over there. But I mean, that there's going to be issues where like members of the transgender community uh, are are going to have issues with that. I mean, the the suicide depression rate in that demographic is higher than almost anywhere else. Actually, I believe it is higher than anywhere else. It's it's astronomically high, and there are some of them. I, I've met some of them, spoken to some of them. They they even start transitioning, and then they they regret it. Uh, I mean, like you take Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, just as a public example, uh, that you know he's spoken about it. But I mean, they themselves sometimes they end up transitioning, and then they go, okay, I really don't know anymore, 
and some of them might want some of that treatment or they they might want to talk to someone about it and now they're going to they're going to be a felon i mean like come on yeah. and and anyone who might try to help them is a felon yeah. i mean you don't get any you no, don't get any more orwellian than this or i mean this this is wild and like theatrical communism it's it's i've seen <laughs> i like to draw this parallel max right okay imagine you're a doctor or you're you're an er you know surgeon whatever and i walk into the er and my hands you know wrapped in cotton and covered in blood and like what happened i took a meat cleaver to my fingers i'm like why <laughs> i didn't like the way they look there you know i didn't like you know what would happen to me you you'd be they consider that you're consider you crazy they'd put me on a full like psych hold a, right they put yeah. me on a psych hold and there are there are conditions where you believe that you should have been born without legs and people want to remove their legs. Yeah. People yep. feel internally like they shouldn't have arms and they want to cut their arms off. These are real conditions that need to be treated. But what's same, crazy is in Canada, if you have that feeling towards your genitalia, no one can help you. No, they'll say, no come on help. in, let us show you the models yeah. that are available. <laughs> you know, like let yeah, we'll yeah. show you the you know the eco package Slapping or <laughs> Like there this a car, is a, a deluxe car luxury plan. Yeah, it's, 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 this is crazy. Do you guys it's, it's like, the, it's laughable because it's so ridiculous, but it's really not funny. Like this is, it's really, it's actually really sad and it's, it's terrifying that, that they would even have the nerve, like not like we're surprised seeing how the political, you know, uh, theater has, has gone in, in the last 10 years and the last two, let alone that. But I mean, to believe that they would even think about something like this, let alone pass it. If you guys remember, there was a Jerry Springer episode where a transgender woman, about over a decade ago, she cut off both her legs, or he turned to she. I'm really off. sorry. I don't think I am yeah. that familiar with Jerry Springer episodes from a decade well, ago. Well, the, the transgender yeah. person. My apologies. <laughs> That's oddly specific. I'm sorry I didn't remember, see that one. Do you remember that, you remember that Maury episode in 07? <laughs> yeah, remember? back from... Remember? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lady who was a fucking balloons. you remember that episode, Apollo? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I've got that one. St it's still saved it's on my TiVo. DVD. <laughs> it's on my TiVo. I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on Jerry Springer, there was a transgender person that cut off both their lower ligaments because they felt like that was the way ligaments. It be. Ligament, like they're both her legs with a with a hacksaw. Limbs, limbs, Lig limbs. Lim there are ligaments in your limbs. This is close. Yeah. They go. They go with the, the whole right. deal. Yeah, but, I'll be done with the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> No, that was like that. That's what we're talking about, though, and like that's an extreme example in terms of self mutilation. Um, but I mean, ju just on the sexual dysmorph uh, dysmorphia spectrum, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who who have some, you know, some some real issues, and now they're now they are not going to be able to get help uh, without being in real uh, trouble of of facing consequences on top of anyone who's willing to help them. It's, I mean, it's, it's really a sad a sad deal. And that's the other side of it. Like, we know that there were really bad things done. I mean, it, it, do, it doesn't just become pray the gay away. There were some terrible camps that treated kids terribly. The electroshock therapy, aversion therapy, teaching kids to actually, like, be, like, wince at the idea of anything yeah, yeah. Um, gay. I mean, th there's lots of things that I agree with it in, in definitionally probably do amount to torture. But basic therapy basic going to a therapist and talking about your feelings and, and trying to work through issues that is now illegal too well see but and the, and the difference is there's like in one case you can say okay they're called they have this therapy and their treatment method actually involves torture but now they're just conflating that and they're trying to pretend that actual therapy is actual torture it's like it's yeah. i mean come on max have you seen all the segments on uh like uh, kids go and you know talk. You know, kids. Kids speak with a tranny, right? I, is that is that offensive? No, that that is that is the, a, that I is up there with. Slur. Have you seen so and so episode of Maury Povich? No. So, but like, okay, right. <laughs> so, so there's. Uh, I remember seeing this cut of uh, kids, like nine year olds, being sat down in like a studio with like a balloon animal looking transgender in like high heels and uh, tutu, right? And the kids are like, mm -hmm. you know, giggling because they don't know, you know, they're just uncomfortable. They're, you know, they're kids. They don't know what's going on. And so I was trying to find that video. And apparently it's a whole series. It's, it's a whole series of all these different LGBTQ plus plus X squared, all of that. They've got one like for each different type of 
gender derivative. And uh, Mr. Producer, if you could ready uh, B3, this is, um, this is a sit down with the same kids that are probably nine to 12 years old, sitting them down with someone that went through uh, uh, gender conversion or conversion therapy, right? And them, and again, it's the same idea of like drag queen story hour. That why who who is sitting there saying let's put nine year olds in front of someone that wants to speak about the horrors that they experienced of conversion therapy? Okay, if they want to speak to adults about that, that's fine. They want to speak to you know eighteen to twenty year olds about it, and the kids want to seek it out. But someone took these kids, right? They took these nine year olds and said. Come on, kids. Come on, honey. We're going to the studio. We're doing this thing. And uh, it's it's listen to the first few things they open up with and, 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 and the discussion that the individual has with them because the kids are clueless. They don't even know. And so it's just another uh, form of grooming, in, it, it appears, because the kids are going off like the opening thing is, do you know what it means to be in the closet? So, Mr. Producer, fire away. At the live desk, a standoff happening right now between Virginia schools and the state's oh, new governor. That's B3. All over masks B3, in Take it down, please. Take it B3. down. Almost. He was thinking about. He was thinking about Springer. He hear and said, <laughs> "Jerry, Jerry, Jerry." Oh goodness! I have it now. All right, far away. What? What was the other show? Maury Springer, Maury Povich. What's the other one? Who used to be a bodyguard for Jerry Springer? I'll know. look it up. Oh, I'll look God. it up. And I can't we'll talk about it on the other side of the clip. Let's play the clip. I was beaten with a Bible and told that I needed to repent the demon of homosexuality and expel him from my body. Wow, if I heard someone was beating my kid with a, with a book, I would have beat them with a book. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, my name's Marcus. What's your name? Uh, Jules. Um, I'm Annie. It's nice, nice to, meet, to you. meet you too. What are we here to talk about? Do you know what coming so they out don't of the closet know. means? A kid in the closet the playing hide and go seek and then it's coming out of it. Not literally, but that's actually a really good metaphor. Do you hear coming parents out of the closet means that you reveal to other people something about yourself that's been a secret. This is more often than not used for people who are gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Have you ever met a gay person before? I think I have <laughs> met somebody who is, but they're like my age. Have you ever known any LGBTQ kids? My sister. School? Oh, wow. She started dating a girl and I was like, oh, okay. She's nice, I can get used to this. <laughs> no, it's fine. Of course, it probably wasn't our parents' first option. Right. And stuff like that, but they were there for her. For That's sure. really wonderful and good to hear. I do attend so this is church wrong. in this is, um, Presbyterian, so I. It's a whole series, man. I don't agree with yeah, like we can pull homosexual it down. We can pull it down, but it's, stuff, it's, it's 28 but it minutes. Mean I don't have 28 like minutes of this. Friends and family that I like love and How respect and kids? adore who are. You can pull it sure. So um, I yes, believe it's it. like their choice. These kids First are like all, nine, if, ten years old. Yeah. Well, that kid was in high, looked like he was in high school. The last one. Listen, if someone beat him with a Bible, that's already against the law. This is this is what really gets me when 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 liberals, Democrats want to make something double illegal. It's like with hate crimes. If someone murders someone, it's already murder. It's already a capital offense in, in most states to murder them because they are black, because they are white, because they're gay, straight, whatever. Fine. You can add that qualifier onto it, but it's still murder, making it doubly illegal when you're talking about things that are heinous, heinous crimes doesn't seem to dissuade people from doing it. Beating someone with a Bible is already a crime, no matter where you go. There's 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 no legitimate reason. I, I yeah, self-defense, fine. Um, other than true self-defense, <laughs> there's never an excuse to beat someone with the Bible. There just isn't. So I, I, I kind of want to play this because I'm actually I, I want to play this. Can we play the rest of this? Uh, How much time is left? In it? Uh, too much time. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a long one. No, we get the point. We get the point. It's um, you know, it's it's just one one angle in which these uh, these. I mean, who you heard the parent laugh in the background? Who 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 wants their ten year old kid, you know, involved in stuff like this? And 
Is it for the parents? Sick, twisted, fake? It's like, it's the uber modern, uber chic version of like stage moms, right? And soccer moms, right? We, in 1990s, you had soccer moms. I played soccer for eight years as a, a young kid. And there's always like the lunatic Karen on the sidelines that was ready to beat in the face of another eight-year-old, right? If their kid, you know, scored on their kid or something. And so it's just a more, I guess, um, uh, virtuous, or at least defined by mainstream culture and media now, more virtuous version of that, just, you know, on steroids. I'm going transgen- to transi- transition my kids before you do, before your kids do. And it's this, you know, back and forth of uh, false virtue signaling. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, like, simple concept. Like, if you'd have a problem sitting down with kids super young and talking about, you know, what stray people are, and getting all up in their sexuality, but then it's okay to do to do this, Regar- regardless of like you know the obvious difference. Um, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like like stop playing these games, okay? They're they're children, uh, and that can't be okay. And then this uh, this law, like they've passed in Canada, and how they continue to politicize uh, the other side of it. Like you can't have both. All right. Yeah. E- either it's it's the same thing as like nation- nationalism, right? It's like white nationalism, awful, 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 evil, ah, oh, racist, KKK, Nazis. But then a- Asian nationalism, black nationalism, this and that and whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, come on, stop well, playing games. Fortunately, fortunately, we're not here or we're not there yet, right? In the United States here, we're not there yet. They'd like us to be there. They'd, you know, I think it's a race across borders, right? Um, Max, did you see the development of, remember... It's probably a year in the making now, but do you remember the guy that beat up? I'm not. I'm not really sure of the the story specifically when uh, how it unfolded, but the guy that beat up uh, or was removed from the board meeting when his kid was raped by that uh, yeah. transgender yeah, we, we in the bathroom. In Loudoun County, that right. is now going. So the father's now suing. Now. So it all comes into the you know progress that we've actually made on the right uh, with Virginia and everything coming out of Virginia with the new, you know, changes with the uh, Youngkin coming in and the, you know, governor, lieutenant governor. Uh, but B5, uh, Mr. Producer, who put B5 up, uh, the guy is actually suing Loudoun County now. Find B5, Mr. Producer. All right. Father is suing woke Loudoun County after his 15-year-old daughter was raped in, quote, gender-fluid girl's bathroom by a skirt-wearing male student. Only for cops to arrest him after he complained at school board meeting. Oh, yeah. Right. So this, this is an older story, but he's now suing them, which I think it might actually work in his favor, you know, all things considered well, with the, the it, change it, of administration. It's, it's an older story. But the suing, part, story, but the suing part is not. Yeah, the suing part's new. And they just finally, I believe that the that the kid who was the, the rapist has been now added to the sex offender registry. I don't know what else was involved with, with the sentencing, but he is now a sex offender for life. Um, no, that, that th- we're making a lot of progress, and I, I hope that he wins his lawsuit because it's disgusting what that school did. Just before we close it on the, the first part, I'll say that I – we can take this down, Mr. Brewster. You can take it down. Um, I'll say I, I've known a lot of gay people over my life. I was in theater. I sang when I was in high school. So you can't be in theater and sing without meeting gay people. And they're the nicest people, some of the nicest people I know. And there's absolutely – some people who are who are born gay and there's other people who who are convinced and they decide um we on this show i've always advocated for a debate a battle over ideas competing ideas that if you, if one side thinks they're right and the other side thinks they're wrong they should be allowed to compete in public openly to decide which way which side is right or wrong and let the cards fall as they may what is disgusting about this law in, in canada is that it is an attempt to monopolize conversation. That it, It's the goal. As I said earlier, mm-hmm. if you are a teacher trying to groom a child or trying to convince a child that they're gay when they don't think they are, you are in the clear, but to do the opposite is criminal. So I get terrified because this is what's going to come here. This, what's in Canada, it's, it's a dream here. Right? I mean, there are Democrats who would love to pass this kind of legislation here. And there already is legislation um, on the books in the majority of states that outlaw in, in one way, shape, or form different t- kinds of gay conversion therapy. But what I don't think any state has is a, is a ban on an adult willingly seeking out help 
which is what is is very very scary gotta take a minute uh, to remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Aramed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones should any of you suffer a medical emergency. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes or how we go to the hospital. Anyone who's had to go to the hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know your insurance plan doesn't ever want to cover it. Well, God forbid you need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's only going to get worse. Aramed Care Network exists to make sure you don't face bankruptcy in order to make sure that someone in your family, in your household, gets to the hospital as fast as possible. So when you sign up for a membership, one-year membership starts at uh, one year to five-year, they're going to give you money back. It's free money. It starts at just $85 for one year. It's, it's a no-brainer, really, if you treat it as insurance. $85. It's less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus, when you sign up using our code in the description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So we're, we're talking about Loudoun County, and that's a, that's a good segue because Glenn Youngkin took office this week. And one of his first actions as the new governor of Virginia was to sign a bunch of different executive orders. And all many of them targeting schools. So he got rid of critical race theory. He got rid of the diversity and equity nonsense within within the state government. And he also made it he got rid of the mask mandates in schools. And we have a clip of him signing that mask mandate executive order. Mr. Brewster has put up a a two. Two. Reaffirming the rights of parents in the upbringing education, and care of their children. This executive order particularly addresses the rights of parents to, in fact, make a decision with regards to whether their children wear a mask in school. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. It seems pretty clear cut. If you are a parent and you want to send your kid Listen, if you're a parent and you want to send your kid to school wearing a dress, uh, regardless, fine. Pants, fine. Shorts, fine. Obviously, schools have certain levels of dress codes, fine. But if you're a parent and you do not want your kid go through life constantly wearing a mask, this executive order empowers that parent to make that decision and takes the right away from schools to basically overrule the parents. So, guys, the schools aren't happy about this. Last time when I looked earlier, it might have grown. I think there were 18 different school districts that are now defying Glenn Youngkin. Open defiance, saying, nope, we're still going to mandate it. You see, when Democrats issue mandates and Republicans resist it, it's all law. the courts pile on them. All the courts pile on them. The, the, the police are there dragging them out in handcuffs, right? But when it's the other way around, like, oh, no, we're not going to do it. Not going to do it. And the media fawns over, oh, resistance, resistance. And here in Texas... In Austin, the uh, Austin City, I think the city council just passed a new statute saying that, well, we're not allowed to mandate that, that businesses require the vaccine. We are going to mandate that businesses declare whether or not they mandate it. So they're trying to like, get around Abbott's huh? executive order. So you're a business owner, right? You have every right to decide whether or not you have to be va vaccinated to enter. What Austin is demanding is that the business owners advertise on their front window what side they fall on? You know, it'd be an even better oh my idea, goodness. Max. <laughs> Maybe it was like a it's like, no, like the, feature, what like they're yellow, making by default is like the yellow. It's like yellow, yellow armband. armband. Why don't yeah, exactly? Yeah, I mean, yeah. CDC should just make people wear yellow armbands. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're if you're a business owner and you're like, I don't care, I don't care, I'm not checking papers, I'm not doing that, right? Then then you're in business, right? And if people are vaccinated, they come in unvaccinated, fine. The city of Austin wants to force them to publicize to the world what their stance is as a way to try and pressure businesses into mandating it. The thought being in liberal, more blue Austin, Texas, that businesses that do not publicly mandate vaccination from shoppers will be forced to do that because shoppers won't go there. Yeah, that, and they're, tr they're thing, trying to right? like buy like... It's kind of de jour, but they're really kind of trying to de facto uh, hurt the businesses. They're trying to backdoor uh, crush the businesses because they believe in that demographic. It's going to 
that people are going to make that choice. They think they're they're in friendly territory. So people are going to themselves say, "Oh, we know you you know, you're forced now to advertise what side you fall on." So the state doesn't really, you know, come down on the businesses, but they think that the that the people are going to make that decision. Yeah. It's like it's just it's just yeah, go ahead. We do have a clip showing how the media covers it. The media fawns anytime these school districts are resisting Yunkin in Virginia. They fawning all over them. Ms. Brewster, let's play cut number three. Office Saturday, Glenn Yunkin rescinded the state's school mask mandate effective January 24th. Well, right now, a growing number of school districts across the state, including Richmond, Fairfax, and Arlington, are defying the Republican governor, saying that masks will continue to be required. The schools say they're required by law to follow federal guidance that recommends the masks being worn in schools. In statements, some citing the CDC, even the Virginia Department of Health, which both recommend masks in schools. Meantime, Governor Yunkin says parents should be able to make the choice for their children. This new measure would allow the parents to opt out their kids We'll continue following developments as that effective date approaches. So now that the Repub- the governor is Republican, all of a sudden the mask mandate that was signed by the previous governor, they say that's not actually what mandates it. It's actually federal regulations, right? We, we are obligated to just follow the CDC now. Forget about right, all those old executive orders. They were unnecessary. <laughs> we were always obligated by federal law. It's 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 hogwash. It's it's complete. It's fake, right? But this is legitimate. This is what insurrection actually looks like, right? When you have a governor signing a lawful executive order, rescinding a previous executive order that had argued the opposite, right? There was no one saying that the previous Northam executive order was unconstitutional, right? Or illegal, or he violated his powers, right? They went along with it. Only now are they making those arguments. And what's really interesting, if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is an insurrection. These are these are counties. These are school boards who are now resisting and actively resisting the governor. Who is chiming into this insurrection? Oh, Miss Jen Psaki. She yeah. says, hi there. Oh, Arlington County parent here. I don't believe you are Glenn Youngkin, but correct me if I'm wrong. Thank you to APS Virginia for standing up for our kids, teachers and administrators and their safety in the midst of a transmissible variant. Oh, it's a transmissible mm-hmm. variant. So from, from the White House itself, we have the White House press secretary, not in her official duties, saying that just as a parent, now advocating insurrection. I mean, that's how the media would take For it. your safety, if guys. The parties we're, were switched. We're going to keep you safe. Did you see they pulled the books, too? The uh, gender queer? Yeah, yeah. They pay, uh, Mr. Producer B6, uh, they, they, they yanked that as soon as he came in, too. You know, when I was in college... I think my sophomore uh, literature class, we had a book that we had to read, and I wasn't in any way, shape, or form politically involved. I didn't care. You know, I was 22, 23. And they had a book called Middlesex. And it was one of the most confusing books to read. It was about, like, a a kid that was, like, her, a hermaphrodite? And I was just like, why are, we, why are we reading this? And we had to do a paper at the end. You'll appreciate this, Max. Middlesex. Love, you're talking about Middlesex? Mid- Middlesex, yeah. 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 So that oh, was, yeah, that was that the core. That's on Apollo's reading list. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I know the jo- book well. I'm Worn out the pages. I have read it 17 <laughs> times. Yeah. Really speaks yeah. to him. All the pages are getting frayed. The binding's falling apart. So I'm Covered in coffee stains. So, yeah. We have, we have to read this book, and then we had to do a project at the end of the year. Our final was, you know, do a paper on something, right? Do a paper on the subject. And it was vague enough that I I ended up shooting myself in the foot on this one. You know what I did a paper on, Max? What did you do a paper on? I did a, I did a paper on uh, the frog. And not, uh, this is going to sound Alex Jonesy, but pollutants in the environment turning the... Uh animals turning the frogs gay right so i took that sound bite right and i actually found studies and i did an amazing 10-page paper on it and my teacher was super woke young woman i don't even know if she was a woman i think she might have been like a really like well done well done tranny um well done well done well done what does well done what does well done mean does that mean well that done like I, and, they, and they went tanning and they stayed out in the sun a little bit too long oh, no oh, no like you know you, see, well you, you sometimes you see a tranny and like they've got five o'clock shower it's like look you want to look like a woman you know 
yeah, I gotcha. commit and play the part, right? You know, no, I'm not going to you know judge you for it, but at least you know put in the gotcha. effort, right? Uh, so, so she, I do. Th- so well done means fooled you. Might trick you. Yeah. yeah, fool me yeah. once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame, shame on me. She had a good, she had a good tuck. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yes, <Whoa>. no, that's, <laughs> waste back baskets over there. Uh, so I do this paper, and it was really compelling. Uh, there were about six different actual studies done uh, with like alligators in wastewater treatment uh, pools in like Florida. You cannot pull that down, Mr. Producer. Uh, wastewater treatment facilities, like right? Uh, so they did studies on alligators and fish, okay? And uh, ibises, which ibises are like funny-looking pelican stork birds, okay? So they live in bodies of water. So they did a study on uh, alligators that were uh, receiving uh, or living in the pools of water that were leaving a wastewater treatment plant. And the presence of biphenosol A, which is BPH, right? It was a plastic stabilizer that actually got banned in the first decade of the 20, uh, in, in 2000s because what were they finding was that 80% of pregnant women had higher than healthy, higher than um, you know, recommended levels of BPH in their, their body. And what does it do? Uh, when it enters the body, it actually binds and receive, is, is uh, received by the body, uh, the endocrine system, as a uh, estrogen, right? Yeah, they're called xenoestrogens. So, Basically, it's something that your body, it, it acts on your body like estrogen. So in the studies that they did with alligators, uh, and then they did a control group with ibises and controlled levels of mercury. So it's plastic stabilizers and heavy metals. And they did a control group, and there are four groups of ibises and for each elevation of the control group right of the presence of mercury in their bloodstream uh the rates of like homosexual pairing increased and so people are like what does alex jones mean by the water's turning the frogs gay no what it's doing is it's affecting the endocrine system and what you and this is not i'll take it out of context somewhere and put this into some soundbite but <laughs> The presence of these environmental pollutants, which are far across the globe, right, uh, start, you know, if it's in a pregnant mother, it's also in the fetus. And so when a, when a fetus yeah, is developing, it's forever chemicals. Right. And so when a, when a fetus is developing in the very early stages, the presence of uh, testosterone and estrogen in the mother's blood is what determines the sexual orientation of the uh, the fetus and that's not determined for the first few weeks of the pregnancy so go figure that if you have these environmental pollutants that mimic estrogen in the system is there any correlation that you know in fact the water may be turning the frogs gay because there are many studies uh focused on animal uh, animal studies that prove this and uh it's fascinating the teacher ended up giving me next to a failing grade on it and they had to do, we had to do a speech, right? We had to do a presentation. And I did a presentation and it was like a 30 minute presentation. And she ends up cutting me off in like 10 minutes into it. And there was this girl that I had been in throughout most of my classes from the first few years of college, uh, who was a very, um, a very butch lesbian girl. And she and I were, we were pretty good friends. Uh, we'd gone into like orientation class together. And this teacher, like, loses her mind, right? And wants to, you know, says, oh, this is offensive to people. You know, you should stop talking. We should talk about this after class. And uh, the lesbian girl actually interrupted her and said, no, this is very interesting. I want to hear what he has to say. And she was the one asking all the questions after the presentation. Uh, But, you know, it's conspiracy theory. Went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but... uh, if you ever wanted the report, Max, I think you'd be, I think you'd be compelled that Alex Jones may not be as insane as he appears. Well, no, most of the stuff that Alex Jones says has a kernel of truth to it. Some of it's a hyperbole, but there is truth layered into hyperbolic. it. Yeah, there, there's truth layered into it. Um, no, it, it's true. So the the schools are resisting Yunkin. Yunkin signed the executive order. Here is Yunkin's response, Mr. Bruce. Let's play cut four. So now lockdown's over, should we go out and do something on the weekend? I mean, then you- this is why we can't number our cuts the same. A four. 
Ask order. Uh, Arlington County Public Schools essentially said it was going to ignore the order. Is there anything you're going to do to make that school system comply? Well, first of all, we wrote the order specifically to give all of the school systems basically eight days to get ready, to listen to parents. And the fact that that tweet came out from Arlington County within minutes of my executive order, well, what that tells me is they haven't listened to parents yet. And if there's one thing that hopefully everybody heard in November is it is time to listen to parents. So over the course of this week, I hope they will listen to parents because we will use every resource within the governor's authority to explore what, we're, what we can do and will do in order to make sure that parents' rights are protected. So the media, classic media fashion, they're trying to figure out what's he going to do. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They said the same thing to Trump. Like, well, what powers are you going to use? Winsome Sears, who is the lieutenant governor of Virginia, a black woman, one of my favorite victories from Virginia this past year, she was on, uh, she was on television being asked that, well, what are you going to do? What powers are you going to use? And she gave a pretty good explanation. Mr. Producer, let's play cut number A5. A5. You sunk A as house. an apple. Yeah. Right. I want to, want to stick with schools if I go here, Lieutenant Governor, because another executive order signed by the governor on the weekend gives parents the option of having their children not wear a mask in school. Now, almost immediately after we signed that, three school districts, Fairfax, Arlington, and Richmond, responded by saying that their mandates are going to stay in place. Governor Youngkin, in response to that, threatened to use state resources to enforce that. What, what does that potentially mean? And really, at the very foundation of it, imagine that. Parents get to decide mm -hmm. about their own children. By the way, parents are their children's first teachers. And secondly, who do these children belong to? They don't belong to the state. They don't belong to the school board. They belong to their parents. I, I, I understand, we but what, but what might the children? I understand that, uh, Lieutenant Governor, but what might the governor do in terms of using state resources? to force these school districts to comply? Well, you know, uh, there are certain um, combinations of monies that we send to the state, uh, to, to the local school mm -hmm. boards, and he could withhold some of that. And he could possibly, if, uh, if the law allows, even give the parents the ability to decide what schools their children should attend. So we're going to look at all that, and, and he's just wanting the best for all children. Listen. Our former president, Barack Obama, said elections have consequences. Yeah. We told the parents, we told Virginians what we wanted to do, what we were going to do, and they voted for us. These are the good consequences that they're seeing that, imagine, politicians are going to fulfill those promises. We're going to do that. All right. Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Good so elections do have consequences. Stolen elections also have consequences, too. As we're getting ready to wrap this up, if we put up cut uh, image A0, A0, this is the latest, I believe, from Gallup, showing the trend in U.S. party identification. In the first quarter of 2021, their polling showed that 49% um, of Americans identified as Democrats, 40% of Americans identified as Republicans. That has now completely swung. In just four quarters, it has gone from 49-40 to now Republicans holding a plurality, 47% of the country identifying as Republicans and only 42% of the country identifying as Democrats. That is, um, that's a big deal. So elections have consequences, stolen elections have consequences, and bad Democrat governance has consequences as well. The Democrats see what is coming down the pike. They see that their days are quite literally numbered. I think it's like 295, somewhere around there until until uh, the midterms. And and this is why we see it. We can take that down, Mr. Producer. Before not we cool, wrap, Kanye, not cool. Before we wrap, I wanted to show you guys this. Have you seen what's going on with Dan Crenshaw? The pirate captain? Yes. Ah, yes. So, I'm gonna say, so he was at an event and there was a young girl. I don't know how young. I've seen some people say she was uh, elementary school. Some people said middle school. A young girl basically asked him a question about <clears throat> previous comment he made, seeming to equate Jesus with Superman as saying that they are both equally good role models. And the young girl called him out on it. And his response to her was uh, pretty disgusting the way he phrased it. It's a question from a young girl. If you made a comment, defend it. 
he basically accused her of questioning his faith. It didn't go well for him in the crowd. The crowd turned on him, which pretty obvious why they do that. I want to play this just because the fight for our kids, it's not just a fight against Democrats. There are also Republicans who, who, who don't really care for children either, don't really seem to, to care for how kids are treated. I wanted to play this for anyone who hasn't seen it, Mr. Boozer. A8, Alpha 8. Whoa. Yeah! Is that we have That's important nice. hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters, too. too. I could name a thousand. Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan, end quote. I can't wrap my head around this. Well, I'll help you. Put a period out of the word Jesus and don't question my faith. Wow. 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 People actually said that to him. That's fantastic. Yeah, I guess. Don't question my faith. You guys can ask questions about all of these things, and I will answer them. But don't question my faith. I can question your faith if this is what you said. That's... I, I, I mean, you can read the quote again. But nowhere in that quote am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous statement. Of course he's the son of God. Of course he's the son of God, and of course he's real. You can't say two different things. You can say that on a podcast, and you can say this here. On the podcast, nobody would have understood it that way. I think you're twisting it that way. Which is not very Christian. Which is not very Christian. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! Man, he did not see that one Did he really think that was like, like, was that like a righteous, uh, like... Was that posturing for him? Like, don't you question my faith? I'm a strong yeah. to a child, and yeah. and ignoring yeah. the context of what he said. Well, what is wrong with with these people? No, Max, it's, uh, th- this is this is what happens when people believe they're untouchable. I mean, he believes he cannot lose. He believes he cannot be primaried. He thinks that he has it in the bag. Why he's there fundraising? No idea. If he's acting like this in the bag, but like <laughs> that's a bad look when you go into a Texas look like some kind of bingo parlor or whatever it is, some kind of luncheon. When you go into a Texas luncheon and people are screaming, let's go Brandon at you and calling you a moron for what you said to a child, it's not a, it's not a good look. And he probably would be better if he didn't go to that event. That's like, but so we mentioned theater earlier. That's like when you get too deep into the character or like you, yeah. you're in a character and then, you know, the director's actor. like, hey, so I know you weren't actually a biker ever in your life, but that's not how bikers act. Yeah, yeah. Well, Max, not before we wrap, have you have you seen the the Twitter propaganda video of a fourteen year old when we talk about that? Coming, oh, please play this. Co- I'm I think gonna it's get a good really way, pissed it's off. A good way to ra- it, wrap please. it out. Um, but uh, it's, it's short. A, it's yeah. short. Yeah, it's short. It's a, like, it's like a, it's a little real. Uh, so it is a. Context, which one? It's uh, it is Mr. Producer. Have it on standby. It is before a vaccine tweet. So it's a little um, uh, marketing attempt to steer kids over the age of 14 to go and get vaccinated without input or oversight of their parents. Scary stuff. And uh, let's let's play it, Mr. Producer. Ask order. Uh, Arlington County Public B- Schools. B4. B4. My goodness. <laughs> Any moment, we're gonna play B four. It was a really good. Well, clip. we might we might have to play it tomorrow, because um, we are out of time. No, I got it. I Zach, got it, Doc. no, I, I got it, Doc. We're good. Chill out. I'm not. I'm not your dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Says he has it. What? Ah. Okay, so now lockdowns are over. Should we go out and do something on the weekend? I mean, the new Spider Man movie's coming out. Well, that is true. She can see. Great idea. <laughs> hey, two tickets to see Spider-Man, please. Sure thing. Can I just see your vaccination certificates first, please? Of course. Here you go. Um, my parents haven't let me get vaccinated yet. I mean, you're over 14. You don't actually need to get their permission. I don't. Want to go do it now? Go on a vax day? That sounds fun. A Ooh, vax day? Ready for your vaccine today? Yeah. Can I just see your arm? Thank you. I'm just gonna... 
Yeah. Old time. See, that wasn't too bad, was it? No, thank you. Have a way in the waiting room, and if you have any issues, then you go. Make sure you don't see next to my hand. Let's cut it. That's uh, this is Australia. Oh, yeah. How we, much cringe can you cram into 60 seconds? We are the overlords of your children. Your children so are belong to us. They, they pack so much cringe that we are now out of time. <laughs> I just, Unbelievable. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Things are coming from these Commonwealth countries. If we don't stop them, they will come here. That is it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, check out all the links in the description. Subscribe to the audio edition, all those different places. Special Apple Podcasts if you can. And give us a five-star review. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So tune in for that. And if you need a reminder, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text alert letting you know when we're going live and what we are talking about. That's it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Jake Frejo. And I'm Apollo. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.